Welcome back to the Kilo Train Podcast. This is episode five. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of bringing on Colton O'Day from CrossFit OC3. And on this episode, we'll discuss how Colton found CrossFit. He'll share his role as part owner with CrossFit OC3. And we'll dive into some other topics as well. Stay tuned. Episode 5 is brought to you by Hometown Plumbing and Heating. Uh, for any of your plumbing and HVAC needs, so heating, ventilation, air conditioning, uh, commercial buildings, industrial, um, like we said, do North Liberty High School, so any schools, government facilities, and then any design build projects from concept to completion, Hometown Plumbing and Heating is your go-to contractor. Ripping it. Mike, get your headphones on. We're starting. This is episode five. Episode Cool no day in the house. Diesel. <laughs> What's your title at Hometown? Uh, my title is uh, Mechanical Engineer, EIT. So the EIT stands for Engineering Training because I have to work under a professional engineer for four years until I can take the PE exam. What's the PE exam? That's professional engineer exam. Oh. So So is that something you take after you graduate college and then get yep. in the field? So they require you to work under a professional engineer for a certain amount of time. That way you can't just go out straight from school and start stamping drawings. <laughs> I wonder if that's what Cam's gonna have to do out in Chicago. Um, and you guys did you guys did North Liberty High School, right? We did. Where currently are doing it right phase now. Phase one, phase so. two, and this is phase it's three. three. Ipso facto, I'm your boss. <laughs> Micah. So yeah, he was wearing a hometown shirt a couple months ago, and some hometown guys saw him, they're like, who is this? Oh yeah. That's right, I was in the shop this past summer, and they were just breaking ground and running pipe in the ground, and uh, they had been kind of in and out of my shop as well, so somebody opened up the door, I was on the table saw, cutting lumber, and I was wearing a hometown shirt from the Granite Games, and he's like, hey... Uh, are you supposed to be out in the field? <laughs> I don't work for you guys. Like, where'd you get that shirt at? You should have went with I it. I was like, got paid. Really good friend of Colton's. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, cool. So how big is the crew that's working up in the high school? It depends. I think right now there's four or five guys. Yeah. It doesn't seem like very many for no, that type of job. I see no. I mean, it depends, too, what we have going on schedule-wise there. Huh. And that's your family business, right? Like, so, yeah, my dad, he's the president. So he, huh. he's he been there pretty much the whole time. And then, uh, so he took it over when he was, I think, around when he was 30 years old. So it's been open for about, I think this is, we're pushing almost 40 years now. Cool. So, so your grandpa started it? No. No. So my dad uh, was there when it started. And then oh. the guy who was originally there left, and then he took it over. Oh, gotcha. So then when he took it over, there were about three employees total, and then uh, now there's, I think, upwards of 90 full-time employees. Cool. Over a span of, you know, 35 years. Wow. So. And then when it's your turn, 500. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So it's pretty cool, yeah. So I'm the youngest. I have three older brothers, and we all work for hometown. Cool. So. Well, I remember first meeting you at a uh, competition in the Quad Cities. I forget the name of it. It was... It was Aberrant's CrossFit Aberrant out in Eldridge was hosting it. 
Okay, was it was it called like the Fall Brawl or something? Yeah, I forget. But I remember one of the, the first event was a Max Clean event, and this was right after Luke and I came back from uh, California from the game. So, um, you know, we were feeling pretty good, and I had moved to Quad Cities and left CrossFit Kilo, um, and I just was taking on my first coaching job at a gym down there, um, and then me and then two of the coaches at Ten Thirty One Fitness did this competition. Anyway. Got done with the max clean, and I hit 315. Was pretty proud of myself. It was a PR at the time, and then I turn around and this skinny blonde, you know, kind of reminded me of myself, younger than I was. Though, and I was a uh, 25, less handsome though, yeah, less, less athletic looking by far. But <laughs> he's got like 335 loaded on the bar and just smokes it. And then his two teammates obviously were lifting big weights, uh, Ben Cubell and Colin. I think Ben clean 365 that power clean 365 and so they blew everybody out of the water on that event and in the competition in general you guys took first by a landslide i think i don't think you guys lost an event but i remember going up to you just out of curiosity i'm like how old are you that was the first question i asked i didn't even i didn't even ask (laughs) your name walking up to me like uh i thought he was gonna offer me candy or something So how, how old are you, kid? I'm like, uh, what was I, 19? Then? You were 19. Yeah, 19. yeah, 18 or 19. And I'm like, yeah, so what's your name? And then he, oh, I'm Colton. Oh, nice to meet you. And then found out you were uh, one of the partners for a new gym that was going up in the area, um, in the Davenport area, CrossFit OC3. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about how you and Colin and Jesse kind of culminated yeah. to form form that awesome gym now? So, yeah, I'll start at the beginning. Um, So my mom was the original CrossFitter of our family. So she started when I was, like, a sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. And then she kept bringing it up to me about trying it, trying it. And then my oldest brother started. And then I didn't start until after my junior year of football. Um, So then I went to Quad City CrossFit, QCCF. And that's where I initially met Colin, um... And Ben and Joe and them hadn't started yet, so it was just me, Colin, and then I don't know if Je- I think Jesse had just started because I think they went to the games that year. But anyways, that's where I met them, and it kind of took me probably six to eight months or so before I started working out with Colin and the competitors. Um, but once we started doing workouts together, I think we were working out every day together, doing workouts, wads, making up our own stuff. So cool. Um, that's where the relationship got started. And I think Colin and Jesse had just started dating. Oh, really? Right, you know, right when I was um, coming into the picture. Okay. Um, so yeah, that went on for uh, about a year and a half. Graduated, went to college, went through my first year at uh, University of Iowa. Had a garage gym set up. Um, just did that. Would come back to the Quad Cities occasionally. And then Colin just called me up, uh, wanted to meet about something. So I came home one weekend, and uh, he asked me if. I'd be interested in opening up a gym. Uh, at the time, you know, I was 19. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not knowing anything about what it's going to entail. Um, so, I mean, we were... Cart was way in front of the horse. We got on a road website. We were looking at barbells and things we were going <laughs> to... Doing all the fun the weights, stuff. Getting there, never going to order. <laughs> didn't even have a building we were gonna you know move into um so we slowed down a little bit talked to my dad because i mean he knows 
a bit about construction. Um, so I ended up finding a, a building. It's off of uh, Harrison, 35th Street. Mm-hmm. So it was an empty, it used to be a recycling center. And uh, they had just redone the entire floor. All the concrete was brand new. So <clears throat> went in there and it was perfect. Uh, so that ended up working out. And then from there, yeah, just one small step at a time, did the build out, uh, put up all the walls, got everything set up in about 60 days. And, and hometown was yep, so, the one doing the build out, right? Yeah, so uh, shout out to my dad and then my oldest brother and all my brothers helped, but it was uh, Kyle and then my dad basically were the pushers behind it all. So they were there pretty much every day. Yeah, did all the plumbing and then did uh, all the HVAC. And we knew some people to do the um, like drywall and all that kind of stuff. So, and you were up in in school at the time, right? So you're just trying to get back when you could. Yeah. So um, this would have been my sophomore year of school. Actually, this was this was taking place during the summer. summer. Sorry. Yep. So uh, we started the build out uh, August, and then um, it was a pretty hectic schedule. I mean, we were there probably. 12 to 14 hours a day just trying to get stuff done mm-hmm. and luckily uh my dad pretty hard dog <laughs> mm-hmm. i've never met him but i no, one, uh, one thing i do remember you saying was you made colin get in on some of the oh, work yeah. because he i don't think i mean he colin was probably like i was not a lot of experience with no. construction and mike <laughs> can comment on that on that a little bit uh, i don't need to he doesn't need to <laughs> Refer back to episode one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's good that that comment. No, yeah. Um, Yeah, thankfully we had my dad's help. Uh, One of the smarter guys I know and uh, definitely probably the hardest worker I know. So, um, big help there. And then just having support from everyone else, my family and everyone. Um, We did want to get Colin, though, in there working with... We made a mistake, though, giving him a grinder. (laughs) (laughs) And we had him grind off. There's just old, dudes, old rusty rails, and we wanted to get them repainted. And so we had to grind off the rust. Gave him the wheel wire brush. Uh-huh. Ten minutes goes by, he comes in, and the thing is all caught up in his shirt, and he's bleeding. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, and he said, uh, just scraped himself up, up a little bit, but could have been a lot worse. I think that's the last time we gave him power tools. After that, my dad handed him, handed him the broom and just said, you know, sweep up wherever there's dust. <laughs> so you guys get this brand new facility underway. And, and if, uh, to our listeners, if you haven't, if you pass through the, the quad cities and need a CrossFit gym to drop into, CrossFit OC3 is definitely a premier gym to drop into and should check it out because it's a great facility. Um, so you you got this new business, you know, up and running and you're having to spend the majority of your time in Iowa city as a student. So, so how is that kind of being away from the business, having to train in your garage? So, uh, thankfully, um, give a shout out to Jesse and Colin here. So they were pretty awesome with, uh, taking care and they still are the day to day stuff. Cause obviously I couldn't be there, um, every day. And that's kind of something that we talked about beforehand that I wanted to go to school, get my degree, um, focus on that, get that all finished up. So yeah, while I was at school, um, they were taking care of all the day-to-day stuff, getting classes covered. And then again, all of our coaches were awesome, coaching classes, covering where wherever we needed to get covered. Um, so that was a big help. You know, I made it back when I could, um, which was during the week, probably once a week, and then on the weekends um, here and there. So yeah, it was a big help having 
having them kind of step up and they did a great job. So you had to go through a lot of cold winters though in the garage <laughs> with the training. Yeah, uh, we had a little split system put in, so that thing cranked out a little bit of heat. But nice. And then you realized it was time just to find a local gym. <laughs> so that's when you so, the yeah. real boys are training. Uh, found out where CrossFit Kilo Two was. So yeah, sophomore year, we trained in the little garage gym, and then um, I didn't actually hear. I didn't know you guys were opening up until couple months into so this would have been my junior year mm-hmm. and then because we opened pretty much a year after yeah, you guys opened OC3 yep. so then uh, once I found out about that though because training alone in a garage by yourself every day it can kind of wear and tear on you so um, I remember meeting actually I thought about when we met I was like I think Austin's that guy that came up to me at that aberrant <laughs> 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 so yeah I dropped in there and that was that was right at the beginning when you still had that wall up, mm. um, uh, and that was when I was recovering too from breaking my wrist. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, came in, joined, and that's when I really met Luke. Although I remember competing against him and some other local cops, yeah. Yeah. and then uh, yeah, I met Micah. I feel, like, I feel like when we were competing, it was kind of like you know in high school where you just. Don't really talk to the yeah, other. Yeah, you teams. see this other. You know, you're like, see this other young kid. Like rivals, <laughs> and then we yeah we got to meet each other. That was kind of that's kind of how it was at, at regionals and stuff too, I guess, with some of the Iowa teams. But got to know the OC three people. The first time I met you was fun. actually at the first annual uh, doubles comp. Yeah, the you doubles were, comp. I was yeah competing with Clint Tebbs, and we it was the second event. There were box jump overs. It was I go, you go. There's box jump overs, 205 pound clean, a backyard run, and then three pegboard ascents, and then the next mm-hmm. partner goes. And I remember you were the first one out of the gate because you were in my heat. I went first, and you're the first one on the backyard run. You went through the 205 cleans like that. And I thought coming in, honestly, you kind of look like a little wiener. <laughs> I get that a lot. You didn't really, I didn't think you were going to be able to smoke those cleans. Like I didn't realize. Your pedigree with how strong you were coming in, and when you were the first Looks one out of there, be yeah, I didn't catch you, man. It was it was pretty impressive. So the first impressions were pretty cool, and I was like, I kind of got to get to know this guy. Plus, that's when Casper potatoes were in full force on those. I don't think probably. so. No, two hundred five was still pretty light for me. <laughs> I remember when the boys were training. Uh, Armin would program those runs every Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah. Like show up, oh, yep, yep. Show up and run those 5Ks together. And there was that one time we ran up Kirkwood and Austin's like <laughs> 400 yards behind us. We were at, we were probably two miles in at that point. <laughs> yeah. At oh, least. Yeah. We, got, we got to the turnaround point, and he yeah. was 400 yards behind us. And he, when he saw us turn around, <laughs> he, he turned, turned around. around. <laughs> he didn't even wait for us to get back to him. No. Yeah. He turned he saw us turn around. around. Yeah. And we pass him. He's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, this was true. I think was Street with us too that day. Yeah, yeah. There were there were probably like five, six of us. Yeah, yeah. five of us. Us, us, us four in Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a true story. Yep, it was. I hung in there for about the first three quarters of the first mile, and then about every thirty we seconds, flying. I was, I was ten yards further back yeah. every thirty seconds, and then yep. I. I was relieved when you guys turned around. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to stay ahead here for a little bit because I turned around right away. But it took probably about a minute before you guys were passing me already. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all right. You know, it made me better. Yeah. yeah we used to go out to Hickory Hill. That's right. Every week or so. Man, yeah, there were a couple days. We remember to go out there and be like five degrees. Well, and then Micah and I were the only ones that went in the snow that one day. Yeah. Only ones that manned up. Yep. Colton stayed in his warm bed. (laughs) I remember that. You sent us a text and you said uh, something like, I'm going to pull the red flag on this one. (laughs) I am not showing up. You remember that? I do. But I do have a picture of us when we ran. It was cold and Luke has icicles. Yeah, beard and mustache. Yeah. That's awesome. When did you? So you're a really good runner. You and Colin. When did you find out? Like, when did you find out you were a good? Um, runner? Did you run track in high school? I did not. I wish I would have. Uh, and you didn't run cross country. You played football. Nope. So I found. Yeah, I found yeah. out pro- just during football, during conditioning, um, that I found out that I had a good engine when it came to running. So at the end of practice, you know, you do the snakes or the down and backs. Yeah. Um, and all my coaches tried to get me to run track, but I just never never pulled the trigger. Did you only play football? I played football, and then I played baseball up to my sophomore year. Oh. And then I hurt my elbow and had to call it quits on that. Yeah. But, yep, just football in high school. Otherwise, grade school, played football, basketball, baseball. The works. The works, yeah. Yeah, the, the way you're able to just come out of – not training for a while or like what sticks out to me was when we all did the uh 5k for joy and i don't think you were training for that by any means but you and colin were ahead of the pack (laughs) and i that year i was with i was with luke and street and i mean that was a a fun event but that was the most painful thing i've ever done that involved a workout over a mile just because Street was trying to keep up with you and Colin mm-hmm. just to see where you guys were and just, you know, keep us within distance. And Luke was just basically dragging me, you know, to stay within reach of Street, <laughs> you know, and and you and Colin were just booking it. And I'm just thinking to myself, how the hell does Colton <laughs> run this well and Colin run this well and they don't really train it that often? Who was the third guy on that team? We had uh, Dallas. He was just a, a member at our gym because Joe, Joe P. couldn't make it. Joe would have yeah. held you back anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Dallas, he was a great runner, but I think the workouts, the wads in that. Yeah, there were wa- crossfit yeah, wads within all the running. And they were hard. Yeah, they, they, were, they, they were really hard. That did not treat the legs well. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but safe to say he, he could not hang with uh, after the wads. That yeah. messed Austin up pretty good, didn't it? Oh, yeah. But I remember still finishing ahead of you, so – Comment on yeah, you haven't commented comment on you haven't commented on anything when like we try to bring comment on, I'll comment on the next year that I did it with Luke and straight out of a cardiac heat seizure. <laughs> so Micah went through the exact same thing I went through oh, with times, Luke and Street. Bullshit. It, was it wasn't top was, oh, okay, way harder? No, no. hotter. Hotter, okay. It was blazing saddles out there. It was terrible. Well I just remember going under the verse shot. Well we just had the last workout thing. at the barn. Mm-hmm. Well, the heat got to me too. Anyways, I always does. <laughs> Overheats. <laughs> I remember sitting on that bench and just looking at you guys, and I was it was bad. Like it was. Micah, tell the story of that 10k on the Fourth of July. Great story. Out on the train. You know what? I'll I'll share my part too after you go, Micah. Were you uh, here July that year, Colton? 
I don't know if that was I, I, I think you were gone. That was because that was after you graduated yeah, in the spring. Yeah, I was not here. So this yeah. is July 4th, 2018. 18, yeah, there was a heat wave, and we had a 10K run. The class did it. It was, anyways. 8.30, 9.30 class on a Saturday. I started day. with Luke and Street. I kept up with Street probably the first 4K. We got to Terry Trueblood. You got to do a full lap around and then go back to Kilo. I walked the entire lap. I was messed up. I was, And I couldn't escape any heat like there was no shade and stuff uh i was like peeing my pants it was bad like, I was, <laughs> yeah, like what did you I had, what did you do though what i did... had full uncontrollable bowels while i'm <laughs> running like it was my body was shutting down and i knew it too and my feet were hurting up comes kent and he started like Actually, he started with us. He might have. Yeah, he did. And, he, was uh, in, it was he was just a slow runner. 8.30 class. And, uh, he ended up catching Shout out me. to Ken if you hear this. You're a slow runner, according to Micah. He was. And I started out high. And he, he ended up catching. And he started telling me stories about um, heat stroke and symptoms and causes while I'm jogging with him. Because I had walked about a quarter mile. I was like, yeah, when your feet feel like this. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you're kind of peeing your pants a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, yeah, your eyes look a little... I'm like, dude, I'm dying. <laughs> and it took me... I think I got in around an hour for the 10K. So yeah. so you were you were in the 830 class. And I remember I wanted to do this, oh, yeah. the walk with the 930 class. And I was starting with Taylor Dennison, who's a really good runner. Wes, who's a really good runner. What's, what's Wes's last name? Spading. 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 Great runner. And Mac, Coach Mac, was up with us too. So we were front of the pack in the 830 class. And the first 500 meters of the run for that route takes you into the park. And so about two minutes in, we're, we get into the park. And then we see Micah and Kent yes. finishing. Strolling. We're just, not moving. Micah just looked horrible. Yeah. Just head buried in his chest. He, he was on straight survival mm-hmm. mode. And I look at my watch. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, he's 58 minutes into this run. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, Mike is a better runner than I am. What's going to happen? And then, of course, you know, same thing happened to me, except I didn't pee my pants. I just, I just decided to walk, you know, like four or five different times. And it was one of those things where it's like, you know, it was like a mind over matter type thing that I was literally failing mentally. I was like, okay, you know, I'm. I'm physically I can I can move my legs, but it was just so draining. I would I would catch myself walking for two three minutes at a time every 400 meters on that way back. This was 110 degrees and humid and brutal run, but good experience. <laughs> and Micah looks like you survived. Yeah, I haven't ran a 10k since. Nightmares. But uh, now, so once the boys got training together, um, we formulated a team to go to Granite Games. We did. Last spring. Sure did. And so this would have been after Colt moved away, but we knew each other well. And Luke was uh, qualified as an individual um, at Granite Games this past spring. And it was an event. It was probably the most fun I've ever had on a team event just because the workouts were really good for us. And it was a fun little getaway. We kind of had this um, un, unknown prize that we were gunning for. Like Granite Games had posted they were going to pay out individuals, but we didn't know if they were yeah. going to pay out teams. Austin commented on their Instagram every single day. 
What's team of three prize money? <laughs> <laughs> they money? Put, money? Yeah, we $20,000 for they team of four. Anything, we they always liked no. to comment. Yep, they, they did. did. <laughs> we had no idea if we were getting money or not. And so Which didn't, it didn't change our performance. We were going to go out there and yeah. bust ass Wreck anyways. People, so, yeah. Demoralize people. And we won, gosh, if there were what? I think we won seven of the 13 events. Mm-hmm. I don't think there were 13 no, events. We, there were, <laughs> if there was, we would have won seven of the 13. I think there were nine or ten total. Ten we, at we, the we, most. We won six or seven out of those. Yeah. Months. That tells you how aware Michael was all right. weekend. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. <laughs> how often did you t- have to tell him the, so what the workout Austin was? Austin was kind of the team captain. Who would go through the wad and kind of, you know, we'd talk about it, but come up with a game plan. <laughs> and Austin would be like, just an example, let's say the workout had 10 clean and jerks. Austin would be like, all right, Colton, you're going to do six, and then Mike is going to do four, and then I'll start the next round. And then be like a f- five second where no one's saying anything. And then Mike is like, all right, I got it. So I'm starting. <laughs> I'm going to do eight. <laughs> I'm going to do two. <laughs> that is a great example, Cole. And, I mean, and Austin and I kind of look at each other, and Austin Austin just be like, no. <laughs> Did you not listen to what I just said? So we would go over it again and again, and then we would – this would be like in the warm-up area, and then we'd, we'd line up. They'd mm-hmm. march us out to the – the actual floor, and then it's like, all right, we got it, we good. Micah, you know what you're doing? Yeah, I'm going to do five reps. No, that's not, you're doing four reps. We go through the same thing pretty much right on the floor. But <laughs> things still went pretty smoothly with that competition. I'll, I'll give Micah his credit. On the floor, he he did fine. Yeah. Yep, he knew what he was doing when he got out there. He sure did. It yeah. was just, uh, it wasn't until the walk out there, I think, until he finally re- until realized. Until one go. Yeah. <laughs> and... Which that caused me a lot of stress, but once we once we got the flow in the workouts, oh man, we we killed it out there. We uh, especially the events that we we knew were good for us. Mm-hmm. We we smoked teams, and there it was a it was a competitive field. I mean, there was there were four or five other teams that were that were definitely good teams, but you know, like with any CrossFit competition, our our strengths and weaknesses. I mean, we how can I say this? We didn't have a, a lot of weaknesses for that competition, and that's why we kind of dominated. Because especially like on the handstand walking event, tons of teams were getting held up on that. And then we got the worm thrown at us, and we were we'd smoked the worm because we had gotten some practice in. And best part about that competition was when we were up in the uh, prize area, just getting ready for like the little take your picture with the t-shirts moment. And they're like, "Hey, we need you three guys to." do your tax forms and we just kind of looked at each other and we just were like moment of silence we figured out oh wait this means we're getting paid and it was like yeah <laughs> we made money we this all we, we high five oh uh, we're it just straight serotonin through the freaking roof yeah. of our oh, skulls yeah. it was awesome no that was a fun comp though yeah um that's the first major i would consider that major competition that i've done mm-hmm. um especially with the team so yeah, it helped doing the workouts beforehand, and then we definitely worked well together. Mm-hmm. That was great. And then we got to watch uh, got to watch Luke, Luke and Colton, and and then uh, Colton Merton, and then Lane Palm was all. Also, oh yeah, Lane, yeah, was he was out there. there. I was represented well. Yep. So was uh, hometown. Hometown, hometown the hometown. Got to wear a hometown <laughs> shirt every day. They didn't let us wear them on the podium though. So <laughs> that was you remember that judge that was freaking out while we were doing the. Uh, 
the worm event. No, it was the handstand walk run and then sled push event. Kilo Kilo trained is killing oh, it yeah. out there, and he knows that the team that's killing it out there is the one that he's judging. But we're all wearing hometown shirts, so he double checked, yeah. and then took a third take. Are you guys sure? Remember that? Yeah. Are you guys Kilo trained? Hometown, hometown team. Hometown. Are you guys like, hometown or Kilo trained? <laughs> They're one <and> the same. <laughs> that's good. Um, for I guess I want to go back to opening. I'll say three a little bit. Um. I guess when you, when you open a business, you like want to bring something different or like a better product. So like, what was your intention and goal with with opening OC three? So, um, well, the goal was to be the best CrossFit gym around the area. <laughs> so that's kind Still of still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the main intention was to bring strictly CrossFit um, to that area because there's. Um, the gym we were at before kind of changed what they were doing, um, got away from CrossFit a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we believe in CrossFit and what it does and what it stands for. And that's kind of what we wanted to do is open up a gym where people could come do CrossFit and get the best hour of their day. Um, and I feel like we've done that to this point. Obviously there's always things you can get better at. Mm-hmm. So, um, we do have meetings, I think coaches meetings once a month just to go over different things, you know, where can we work, we can improve. Um, so it's always a learning process. And that being said, when we opened the gym, uh, Colin and I had no idea what we were doing and Jesse, I mean, we'd never, you know, yeah. we were just opening up a, biz- up a business and obviously we had mentorship from my dad, Colin's mom and some other people who run bigger businesses. So that was, you know, a major, major help to ask them to go to them for advice and, you know, what to mm-hmm. do here in this situation. Um, so we definitely had some good backing, but yeah, open up. It was definitely nerve wracking when you open the doors that first day. You don't know who's gonna walk in. Yeah. Um, luckily, I think our first week or before we even opened, I think we got thirty to thirty-five signups, which you know, awesome. was pretty good. And then mm-hmm. by the end of the first month, I think we were up to about seventy <laughs> to eighty. And then wow. uh, from there, yeah, just kept plugging away. I think we're up to around one hundred and sixty-five, hundred and seventy members right now. That's awesome. Very good. And you guys are you guys are a little different, like compared to here, where Austin's kind of the the main guy, and then Armin mm-hmm. helps out a little bit. But Armin's obviously has a lot going on. So, what's the relationship like with you, Colin and Jesse, in terms of like how things? So Colin's run? pretty much the operator mm-hmm. of everything day to day. He's the one that you know makes the schedule. He makes the workouts, um, and he's there coaching every day and doing all that. Because my full-time job is I work at Hometown, mm-hmm. so um, I'm there every day. And I make it to the gym when I can, uh, so I pretty much I just I coach uh, classes a couple times a week. Um, so between Colin and Jesse, they're the ones who run the day-to-day operation. And then um, we do have a lot of help from our coaches, too. Uh, Nick Johnson, he's a newer coach. I mm-hmm. think you've met mm-hmm. him. Yeah, um, good dude. Yeah, yep. he's solid. He's, a, he's been a big, big addition to the team, so... Um, and then again, from the beginning, we've had solid, solid coaches. Brock, um, Rob, Lane, Joe—they've all been—they've um, all been a big help. Because I mean, there's always classes that come up where something happens in life you can't cover, so you know you post it. Someone's like, "Oh yeah, I got that class for you." So it's always it's give and take, and you know, yeah. you do what you can for other people. Cool. So, um, your partnership with Colin and Jesse—do you just how's that relationship been 
Like, is it pretty easy bouncing ideas off each other or have there been struggles? Like, I mean, struggles like with partnership, you know, I'm curious since you guys are able to work a little bit closer than me and Armin, perhaps like Armin and I have to call each other up on the phone usually Mm -hmm. in our meetings, you know, he's able to get down once every couple months and we'll talk about some things. But what's been nice is Armin's let me run with my ideas when I have some and and then, you know, I can always call him for help. But have you, like, how do you and uh, Colin and Jesse, do you guys work pretty well together when you have different ideas or maybe one of you is going this way and you're trying to thought something a little yeah, different? Yeah, I'd say we work pretty well together. I mean, we've never had any huge disagreements where, you know, no big blow-ups or anything, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think, you know, you got to keep the ego in check when you're, you know, meeting yeah. and bringing up new ideas. Um, so were you able to pretty much... I mean, yeah, there's been ideas that he's had that, you know, I might not agree with, and I'm sure there's been ideas that I've had that he doesn't agree with, but, you know, we communicate, talk over um, what we think is best for the business, and then go in a direction, and then whatever direction we pick, we all back it, no matter, mm-hmm. you know, you don't you don't pick an idea or pick something, and then, yeah, oh yeah, let's go in that direction, and then if I don't like it, I don't go to the coaches or the members and say, oh yeah, this is stupid, I don't agree with what Colin's doing, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of what you want to do, right. because then you just create that divide, and then... You know, before you know it, members are divided, coaches are divided, and then you don't have a gym anymore. So. Yeah, that's that's a great point, um, and that, that's what makes it tough about you know when you start like partnerships is making sure that you guys originally have the same vision. Yeah, and you know, and then when the business grows and you know you you learn new things as an individual that you bring the team together and you get everybody on board and make sure that you're still moving forward together. Otherwise, yeah, and I do think it does make a difference too. If we were both there all day, every day, we would probably get sick of each other. Mm-hmm. So I think it does help me having my own separate, you know, my own separate job that I'm focusing on, hometown, doing that thing. And then when he needs my assistance or needs my help, needs my advice, you know, we he brings me in, we talk about it, have a meeting. If we have to bring in coaches, um, I know Brock has been a a big help when we have to make a big a big decision because um, mm-hmm. he, he's had a lot of experience so yeah just being able to bounce ideas off and listen to the other person's opinion and then try to make the best decision for the team mm-hmm. was it hard for you at first to let your coaches that you hired coach i know for me it was difficult at first because i wanted to micromanage everything yeah. right and you know <clears throat> was it was that the same way for you um, I don't think so because I had never coached a CrossFit class mm-hmm. before we opened. Um, so the coaches that we actually hired had been coaching at a previous gym. Um, so Colin and I were actually the least experienced coaches on the team. Which that isn't a bad problem to have. Yeah. So um, going in, I had no problem uh, shadowing Brock and seeing how he did things because he has his note card before the class, has times down, has his workout or has his warm-up, what he's going to do for the warm-up, what time he's going to start the lift, what time he's going to start the wad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, watching him coach and watching some others coach, you pick up, you know, little things here and there that mm-hmm. you that you like and things that work and things that don't work. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't really have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Did you coach? Because you coached at 1031 and CrossFit Bettendorf, I think, before. So I, ju- I just coached at 1031. Um, I part. I was a member at CrossFit Bettendorf okay. for a very short period of time, uh, primarily because I wanted to still um, participate in the Open. 
And I really, I didn't have like a video camera or anything like that to like film myself. And I didn't really have a good phone at the time. So I wanted to be a part of an affiliate that was not too far away from where I was working over in Bettendorf. And so I, I just had worked at 1031. But um, I know when I first started coaching at Kilo 2, you know, didn't have years and years of experience. But obviously, being a member at Kilo, knew how they operated things with classes and whatnot. But I will say that um, I wanted to micromanage um, coaches early on just because I felt like I had to because they didn't have any coaching experience. And then once they got, you know, a few classes under their belt, I was able to kind of step back and sort of, you know, decentralize command a little bit, let them take ownership of their classes. And then if things went well, perfect, like let them, let them continue to grow as a, as a coach. Um, but kind of connecting with where you were at as a young business owner and as a young coach, when we had Luke come in um, full time or when he started living here full time and started coaching more often, it was it was nice because, you know, he was I was able to learn a lot more from him. And it's great when you have a staff like you guys had, you know, Brock, you mentioned mm-hmm. and, you know, you brought on Nick Johnson who you know has this bank of knowledge that you can pull new things from and continue to learn with each other and and help the staff grow. Yeah, and that's a big thing too, just being willing to learn from others. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I had never coached a class before, so when I walk into the gym at five a.m. to coach, you know, twenty to twenty-five people who've been doing CrossFit for three years, it's a little bit intimidating. Yeah, I'm nineteen years old yeah, standing yeah, at the whiteboard, mm-hmm. and they're like does this kid even know what he's doing? Yeah. Oh, I remember those <laughs> um, days. So yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely nice having people to take advice from. And, um, it was a big learning curve too, which, you know, it's always good to be pushing that, uh, that threshold. So, mm-hmm. so CrossFit OC three, um, similar to CrossFit Kilo has already, Establish themselves in the competitive community as one of the best um, there is, and I would say I would say yeah, OC three is probably the the best this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> you definitely can make the argument, that's for sure. Um, CrossFit OC three has <laughs> they have been to the CrossFit Games. Let's see, you guys were there in 2019, 18, 17, and uh, 16, 16, and then. I, you were there, I want to say... Uh, were we there, 15? Nope, that was no. the year that there was an injury with QC yeah. CrossFit. Yep, so, that's right. Yep, so, but OC3 has yeah, been, there been there every there, year. We've been open. Yep. You've been open, which is pretty incredible. So, yeah. Um, I, I was never uh, good enough to make the squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was the alternate a couple of times, but um, just with injuries and stuff kind of held me back. Yeah. How, do, how does the gym balance between... Because you guys, do you guys have quite a few competitive? Yeah, we do. How do you guys balance between the competitors and the classes? So that's that? yeah, that's a big thing that we were focused on because um, I know at a lot of gyms, the competitor crew can kind of get in the way and mm-hmm. cause some riffraff amongst the members. Um, so going in, opening up the gym, that's something that Colin kind of knew and wanted to you know put to a halt to where the uh, the members came first, no matter mm-hmm. what. You know, if you're a competitor, you know, you, you have the privilege of being a competitor, being able to come in to work out whatever time you need to come in and get it done. So if there's a member that needs a rower and a competitor's doing a rower workout, 
guess what? You're going to give up your rower for that member because, yeah, you know, absolutely. you can go and do something else because the member only has one chance to get in here for that hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that we definitely drilled drilled down on was uh, competitors not thinking that they're above the members, uh, which they did a great job, and they've done a great job of that. Uh, they always jump into class workouts. You know, they're always helping members, whether it be with pull-ups or, you know, working on their form. Um, so, yeah, we really haven't had any big issues with cool. uh, with that. I mean, there's been a couple instances here or there where things get left out or uh, they're doing a team workout kind of in the middle of the floor. But, you know, those are little things that you can address, but nothing major. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the competitor crew for, you know, helping out with all that and not getting in the way of, of normal classes. But that can be a big issue at some gyms for sure, competitors yeah. getting in the way. Yeah. Um, so what uh, are there any big plans for CrossFit OC3 in the near future or just kind of chipping away day by day with your guys' operation? Um, just kind of chipping away right now. Nothing too major, I don't think. Central Regional 2020. Central Regional 2020. Redemption time. Uh, <laughs> you you had a big role in that. You made or had the responsibility of making sure that a rig was being built. Yeah, so... so talk a little bit I, about that uh, in your role as Central Regional. I, I did. I got to uh, design the rig, which is pretty cool. Um, so designed it in our 3D software at Hometown. Hmm. Drew it up. Um, had all the holes and everything laid out. Sent that sent 3d models out to uh the fab shop and they uh fabbed it up for me through hometown they you guys have all that um so i had to send it to the it's called uh, ortel metals they cut it all okay they cut all the pieces to the lengths i i wanted and then uh brought it back to hometown did all the you guys did all the welding did all the welding all the cutting and all that um so all the lengths were all cut and everything so it was a little bit nerve-wracking taking it to the betplex and i'm you know, getting it put together. Well, that was yeah Friday morning. So the comps the next day. So I I hadn't put the whole thing together yet, obviously. Oh, really. oh man. So I put I put one section together, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, well, if this one section works. I'm just gonna bank on this whole thing working. <laughs> that's, a, that's an Adele coffin. <laughs> but in my defense, I had it all modeled up, and it all it all looked good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the one the section I put up did pulps and everything on it was solid. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the wall ball? Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my dad had, my dad sent uh, four hometown guys to come out with me and got it all put up. And then uh, it was pretty so- – I was it pretty solid? It was. Yeah, it, was it was a yeah, great rig, great, yeah. Yeah, so it looked good. Um, we did have a um, – <laughs> So the wall ball um, fiasco. Um, in my defense, I did build wall ball targets. They weren't aesthetically pleasing, apparently. Um, they were just some, what were they, um, two-by-twelves that I cut. I was going to bolt them into the, <laughs> just on the, you know, give you a little bit of wider, a little bit yeah, wider target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't look that good, so it got vetoed. Mm-hmm. And then put some tape up there and let you guys go after it. <laughs> <laughs> Accuracy. But the, uh... I don't feel bad. Everyone was in the same boat, yep. yeah. you know. It adds a little, like you said, adds a little accuracy component mm-hmm. to the whole situation. And really, no one missed that. No. Yeah, no, I saw, that really wasn't uh, an issue. Sorry, I saw one person kind of glance it off the side. Yeah, we, we had some issues with wall balls, um, but that wasn't accuracy. Yeah, but you guys were an accuracy. It was more of a someone on your team. Failure to communicate. Which <laughs> it wasn't they shall remain, remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> 
I screwed up. Two thousand dollar mistake. It's um, alright. Yeah. I'll be sure to uh, for everyone out there doing the Central Regional next year. I already have modeled the wall ball targets in my. Uh, it's, called, some, it's called. It's called plasma. Yeah, it, it's called. It's in. called Revit. The software I use. So they're already modeled. Just got to send them out. Um, go. Get them. Get them cut. Get them welded, and then uh, we'll get them up there on the rig, and you guys will be good to go. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, uh, you guys can communicate a little better next mm-hmm. year on that wall ball <laughs> workout. I just need. Uh, I need a judge that isn't within one inch of another judge. So I'm hearing the rep count. Two different rep well, counts happening. This. All right, we won't get into yeah, we won't get but, into that. No, but that's all the details. Yeah. It's got it's been through a few times. Yeah. So what's your so with with a full time job now? What's your training look like? So I get up um, at four thirty. Uh, let the dog out. War path. War path. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I get up between four twenty four thirty. Um, go out work out. So I usually hit. I try to hit a lift and a little wad. And then I'll uh, come in, do all the whatever I do, feed the dog. Um, I don't eat breakfast in the morning. I do. I'm doing time restricted eating, which we can get into that if we want to. <laughs> but anyway, so I leave for work around six. Work, get home, and then if I'm feeling like it, I'll do another, another lift or a wad. Um, so so I, I typically wow. hit a two a day, pretty much every day. Uh, the past month, I really I have just been doing one a days. Yeah. since uh got sick and then wisdom teeth got pulled yeah. so. Mm-hmm. so do you have quite a bit of equipment at your house i then? do um is it in the yeah. shop yeah so we got a nice little shed and then cool. pretty much have everything i need out there um the only thing i don't have is a concept uh sorry uh, an assault bike i have a concept two bike mm-hmm. oh, nice. um got so you got rower. a bike rower do you have a skier out there got a skier oh, wow. do you have yeah. a true form runner out there <laughs> i don't You'll have, so that means you'll have to go. You'll have to go to OC three then for the triathlon. Yeah. When you do the triathlon, <laughs> you'd be great. Yeah. I no, think I saw that you invited me on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you participate. I, I made sure to like it. And I, I got to make I, sure to compete. I said I was interested. So All right. Good. See. Good deal. <laughs> when does that start? December. Okay. December first is the first series of workouts. First week. Nice. So week to week, all in the machines. Which you would rip. You always yeah. were a good rower, biker, runner. You yeah, kill yeah. it. Decent on the machines. Um, if you throw in a bunch of burpees and chest wall balls, bars, though. You um, don't got to worry about those. Get yeah. the wall balls in for cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Open just finished up. We can wrap up talking about that. We had the Micah-Austin rivalry. Uh, Austin won 3-2. to two. Uh, Austin, You let Austin come back and get you? You know, the, two years in a three years in a row. You know, um, didn't you? Win, I had a judge. The first two? I had a judge. I didn't sign up for the open. I had a judge. But he made someone judge him. Yep, every I sure workout. did. And the reason being <laughs> is so that when we get to a workout like point five, and Austin really isn't keeping track of his time, n- nobody can confirm what time. It, like I have a scorecard that says my time. Oh, Austin clearly beat me. Point five. I don't know what Austin got. Nobody knows really Austin guy. <laughs> he played me pretty hard. By saying, his laugh. <laughs> Austin, do you want to we elaborate? Don't we don't know if he actually beat Here's a little bit about what I'm talking about. On, to, on point five? Yeah, what'd you get on that? <laughs> I think I got 1346, <laughs> which I think was about 25 seconds after you finished. No, I got 1319. 
Okay. I think you're a minute. 27. 27 seconds off. 1346, 1319. That's what you told me, but the next day you said you got 1246. Mm hmm. So what'd you get? I got 1346. Okay, so I, I, I beat him. You did. Open. You won the so open. He won. Michael won. So he just found out. Let's rewind here a little bit before we get carried away. Micah definitely beat my ass on point one. That was that was clear and obvious. And um, point one was the snatches and, snatch burpees. and burpees. Yep. And then point two was <laughs> kind of. I mean, you could coin flip it. Micah beat me by six reps, but I was using heavier dumbbells. I, we didn't have enough fifty pound dumbbells for the heat that we were going in for the Friday night lights. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not signing up for the open. I could give a crap. I grabbed some fifty fives. And those could have been a difference maker after we did, what, 25 rounds and change. So you could make your argument mm-hmm. that I would have won that one. All valid statements. Now, what it could have should is are cheap, so I'm not going to say I would have beat Micah. Point three was the deadlift workout. Yeah. Deadlift, handstand walking. Or it was Diane, then the deadlift, handstand walk. And <laughs> so Micah did very well in that workout. However... There could have been some. You could take sixty seconds of penalties off of mine. I still would have beat Austin. Yeah, so on a, eh, you on could street, have. You on could streets have, post. I, I voted yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on what I voted for. Yeah, I won't either. But there were enough. There were enough comments to <laughs> Thanks, vote guys. that Micah had poor reps of on the deadlift. You know, so and there were some penalties on that workout that were upwards of two minutes or DQ. So it's possible Micah could have been DQ'd from that workout and or penalized two minutes which would have put him behind my score and then on point four was point four don't remember point four clean jerk clean jerk yep smoked him on that funny stories i'm I'm upset nobody heard me yell at micah that he better get going because i'm coming for him on the 275 (laughs) that was just that was my favorite moment of the workout because I saw him slowing down. I, I, Micah took off like a bat out of hell. That workout did not matter unless you could clean and jerk quick. Dude, I, I went out hot. Yeah. I, went, I was doing... Or I should uh, say the pistols and the box jumps. Like those were just... Micah was going for the tiebreaker that didn't matter. Yeah. He wasn't signed up for you the open. the first 15 clean and jerks at 95 pounds? I did almost all of them broke and just went out. Didn't matter. So, like, an unofficial open, yeah, it's kind of hard to say which one of us won. I'm not going to say I beat Micah, but I could make my arguments that I could have won. He can make his arguments. He could have won. So, it was it was a fun open this year, yeah. and it was still competitive even though we didn't sign up. And getting to follow Luke more than, more than any other competitor, Luke and Katie, um, they were the two competitors that were signed up that we had our eyes on and both finished extremely well there's still more penalties to come out probably is that right luke yeah two more weeks so two more weeks of penalties come out so our boy luke is in 47th right now in the worldwide open luke is crushing it which is what were you last year or 2049th so so i would expect him to well i'd expect him to move up some you know after some more penalties this this open was a lot worse for me because of the clean jerks and deadlifts so but you still performed knowing what those Knowing what was announced, like I would definitely say the workouts this year, you really didn't have any wheelhousers where you could could have separated yourself. I mean, you were doing workouts that weren't necessarily good ones for you. You could say you still crushed them in comparisons, you know, like you know other competitors. Like your your times and scores were really good, but 
you know, versus the elite athletes, they weren't your strengths. Yeah. Where if you would have gotten some more workouts with, with your strengths, oh man, it would have been, you would have been much closer to that line. Because yeah. my best one would have been 20.2, but the mm-hmm. setup we had for Friday Night Lights wasn't ideal. Right. So, which uh, open workout was your best individual finish? The last one. 25, what'd you get in that worldwide? 30, 30th. Is that, the like be- that. is that the best finish you've had in a worldwide? I got fifth in a workout once. You did? Cool. Yeah. That one was 2016. Oh, wow. But that was, like, I remember I did really well on that, and people were entering their Oh, scores. that was the, uh, was that, like, like, the burpees? Lunge, yeah, overhead lunge, burpees, chest bar. Chest bar. Yeah, that was incredible. That was too. Yeah, was you and Jacob Hepner. I remember your score was first for a while, and then I, did Jacob Hepner get you on that one? I got fifth in the world and second in our region. Yeah, that's Sucked. right. You and Jacob were one, two but in the region, and then I didn't, top five. I didn't world. film that workout. Because Armin was like, let's just go. Like, right. So you had to redo oh. it? No. Well, I didn't qualify for regionals because that okay. would have been... 2016? would have been deadlift workout, I think. Or something. Something kept me out. The 55s? Yeah. 55 deadlifts, yeah, 50 wall balls, Calorie. That one kept yeah. me out with the handstand push-ups. Mm-hmm. But I remember the workout, like, because you... The winner of the world got gets 2000 bucks. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just seeing people in their scores. I was like... And like my score was staying at first and it took for it took to like 650 for someone to finally put in a score better than me and i was almost like half relieved because i was gonna have to go into the gym and put it, up the yeah. same exact oh, score yeah. Yeah. or get crushed by people on the internet for not having the video yeah and lose a two thousand bucks but whatever yeah, but no, Luke did amazing in the open this year. It'll be interesting to see how much further he can bump up that leaderboard after penalties. And then, yeah, as we mentioned, uh, Katie uh, Dennison, one of our coaches who's competing in the 35 to 39 female masters division, finished in the top 100. And I want to say she was like mm-hmm. in the 60. I want to say she was in like the 70s. Was it? Yeah, she Maybe she finished she finished she a lot. I, well, she finished higher than she did last year, and so mm-hmm. it was exciting to see her improvement this cool. year. And especially with handstand walks and muscle ups. So yeah, and uh, with the new format this year, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch her uh, moving forward with a clean slate. The mm-hmm. um, second round of qualifier, everybody when is starts the at zero. Second round qualifiers for the Masters is that after the New Year? That's a good question. I'm it's gotta be. not sure. I'm gonna schedule that, but yeah, her and. Some of our other competitors in the gym will be getting ready for the Wadapalooza qualifier for for mm-hmm. team of four. And how? And we ha- you guys had Taylor and did Joe and Colin finish the open? Um, I don't think they did. I know they went to Mexico, so they put in a score. <laughs> I, think, I know Joe put in a score of one for one of the workouts. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't <laughs> finish. Awesome. I didn't sign up this year. Yeah, it's pretty I, cool. I, Taylor, I, Taylor qualified individually. Yeah, did she really? Yeah, I she think did. so. Did um, and so did Andrea. Andrea, yeah. yeah. I saw that one. What did Taylor get? Like twenty ninth or something. Oh, yeah. Beast. Very good. Yeah, incredible. Well, thanks for coming on today, Colton. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you. It's good to be home. Shout out to hometown plumbing <laughs> yep. and heating. Back with the boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all for episode five. Episode 5 is brought to you by Hometown Plumbing and Heating. 
for any of your plumbing and HVAC needs, so heating, ventilation, air conditioning, uh, commercial buildings, industrial, um, like we said, do North Liberty High School, so any schools, government facilities, and then any design build projects from concept to completion, hometown plumbing and heating is your go-to contractor. This December CrossFit Kilo 2 is excited to announce the first annual Drathlon series. It is a online competition inspired by the Roathon we had last year, which helped raise money for pediatric cancer research and patient care at the Stead Family Children's Hospital. Our event this year is expanding a little bit to include the Concept 2 Ski Erg, Concept 2 Bike, and the True Form Runner. We also have a separate division that includes the Assault Runner, Assault Bike, but we'll still have the Concept2 Rower and Concept2 Skier. You can sign up to compete individually or on Team 3. We invite all athletes of all skill levels to compete in this event. Um, to find out more information, you can follow our Instagram page at DriathlonFTK. You can also find out more information at CrossFit Kilo 2's web address, www.crossfitkilo2.com. Hope you can compete. We're looking forward to the event.